guys and welcome back to Overcome Podcast. Um, today we're here with a very, very special episode and I did last, um, the first episode of season two. Hope you guys liked it. It was being a godly woman in the 21st century. So we're doing a part two of that and this time I have two special guests with me. We'll start off with Lindsay first. Hi guys, my name is Lindsay. Um, I study software engineering at university. I also do poetry on the side. And um, how did I meet you, Madupe? Sixth form? Yeah. Sixth form. Um, and then, yeah, we've been friends ever since. Per. And <laughs> Lizzie, do you mind giving us, like, your... You said you do poetry, so what's, like, your Instagram? So we can check that out. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y dot E-Z-E a g u that's my instagram okay thank you <laughs> and ivy would you like to introduce yourself hi my name's ivy and i'm currently studying architectural technology and mm. it's very mm. similar to lindsay i know medipe from college and then i know lindsay from secondary school um yeah do i do anything on the side not at the moment but if you follow Not me, the moment. You, can, you can check. Something will come soon, by God's grace. Amen. Okay. Amen. G- give us your social media. Um, my social media is literally just ID the original. Per. Per. Okay. All right, then. Nice to meet you guys. Got their Instagram um, handles, etc. But um, you guys know what last week's episode was all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which was being a godly woman in the twenty first century, and we're going to talk about that, have a discussion, um, etc. So we're going to get into it, and we're going to see what Lindsay and Addy feel because I I know them from school, but I know them also from obviously in church. I've seen you know I've seen their spiritual journey. It's been a beautiful thing to see. They've seen my change and my growth, um, mm-hmm. being born again. So I just want to see their take on being a godly woman in the 21st century because last time I, I mentioned it's extremely hard all you know now is city girls from 805 hey that's cardi b walk all these different things shaking us whatever that's all uh-uh. we <laughs> that is the definition of a woman these days is just very sexualized in my opinion mm-hmm. everybody still out on the road has to be naked and it's called expressing ourselves right that's so good. I don't know what gospel that is. I really don't know. So, um, let's just see what you guys think. I'm going to ask, you know, a few questions um, just to, you know, get it a bit, you know, juicy. So, let's get into it. Um, (laughs) So, question number one that I would like to ask, I would, you know, I want to ask you guys, what defines a godly woman in the 21st century so in today's you know age you know time what defines a godly woman um id would you like to go first um yeah sure i think first of all being a godly woman or what defines a godly woman is i guess i'm gonna repeat the thing again but it's like just being a woman of faith so being born again being a believer and letting the fact that you believe in god and that you're christian be expressed in the way you live so it's not just your confession but it's also how you live Mm -hmm. so yeah I think I think it's more so you just being godly you being a Christian a true believer and then you happen to also be a woman I guess in a sense so yeah Yeah. 
I yeah. totally agree. I agree. Lindsay, would you like to add anything to what Ali said? <clears throat> um, I would say being a godly woman is allowing your identity as a woman to be based on what God says, based on his purpose for you and what he has called you to be. Um, so everything ID has said, basically. Okay, so being a godly woman, from what I've taken from both of you, is really the Christ aspect. Yeah. So knowing yourself in Christ is... Mm-hmm. Okay, I totally agree with both of you guys. I think these are amazing examples of a 21st... Well, a godly woman in the 21st century. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> I don't know why all our throats are really croaking today, but... Bruv, even me, I'm trying to hold it in. He's like, what's going on? (laughs) My throat, maybe I should have drank water, because where my throat is is drying up. But, okay, um, I'm going to get into, like, you know, the whole topic, and I'm going to ask you guys, as a goodly woman in the 21st century, what are characteristics? I'm sorry, guys, if I, you know, I just throw anything at you. Mm Mm-hmm. But what are characteristics you think should people should see in you? So right now in the 21st century, a lot of things that we see, like I mentioned earlier, is bum, breast, boob, huh. sex. I don't need no Wonder. man. <laughs> you know, exactly. I'll take your man. I don't need no man. Independent huh. woman, feminism, etc. This is what we see. This is what the 21st century woman is, is, you know, hyper-feminism, etc. Mm-hmm. So what do you, as a Godly woman, now, what should that look like? Um, hmm. <clears throat> so are you saying that, like, how we should carry ourselves or what people should yeah. see? Yeah, what people should see. <clears throat> what should people see? Okay, so I feel like, first of all, um, it's hard because I can meet two women and not know which one is saved or which one is a godly woman just by... Okay the way they look do you get what I mean because we have Christians these days that dress modestly and then we have Christians who don't and then you have people who are not saved who dress modestly and they also don't so I feel like it's not entirely based on the outward appearance and it's not something we can judge straight away Mm -hmm. I think it's from getting to know you we should be able to tell by the the things that you say um the way you handle situations yes Mm. that this is actually a woman of faith so for example when things are not going well um you're not the one to be cussing your manager like let's say in the workplace that to be cussing your manager or you're not the one to gossip and just cause like discord within the workplace you're the one that wants to bring peace Mm. do you know what i mean so i feel like it's from your interactions with people that you know there's oh this woman's a bit different you know I would have expected her to lose her head but instead mm-hmm. she remains calm and collected and she keeps on referring to this god mm-hmm. that she serves that you know her god will keep her her god will um um sustain her and you know whenever people are going through difficult times the words that come out of your mouth is very important mm-hmm. is it based on the word of god is it based on your faith is it based on worldly wisdom you know is it just the typical thing that everyone says when something goes wrong so mm-hmm. I feel like for me personally is based on how you deal with situations and what you choose to say and not say that's for me okay I definitely agree I do would you like to add anything to that yeah I think I agree with a lot of what you're saying Lindsay in terms of 
like you can just look at it on the surface level of okay how she dresses or mm. what she decides to post or what thing what tweet she's liking yes that does have a part to play but then something that our pastor says a lot is that just because you're a nice person doesn't mean you're a christian exactly mm. like being nice is not what makes you a christian so very much what Lindsay said it should it should be it's, it should be that Christ is expressed in you in everything. Amen. And for some people, they haven't gotten to the stage where it's reflecting in everything that they do, which it should. Mm-hmm. But ideally, it would be that in everything that you do, in the way you speak, the way you conversate with people, exactly. in the places you go, in the things that you endorse, the things you don't endorse, it should reflect that, okay, yeah, Christ is my saviour, and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. I think, I'm kind of repeating what Lindsay said, but yeah. Yeah, I've got one more thing to add. Sorry, I forgot to mention the fruits of the spirit mm, is also yeah. very key. You know, um, it's a good indicator. Okay, this person is kind, but it's not just surface level kindness. Mm-hmm. It's based on the spirit that is inside of them. Because you know, unbelievers can be kind, mm-hmm. but there's a different type of kindness that comes when it's based on the Holy Spirit. It's based on your relationship with God. So I would also say, yeah, that fruits of the spirit is definitely a good indication of a godly woman or a godly person full stop yeah. mm-hmm. 100% um, agree it, I think it, it's pretty much there and um, I said it in the first episode as well you when a godly woman speaks I think it, it should come with a lot of wisdom mm. so Colossians 4 6 you know the way she speaks with grace and guys please apologies for any background noise um, but the way I hope it doesn't interrupt you know what we're saying etc but even the way that she speaks, it should be with grace mm. and um, having the right response for everyone. Colossians, not just one person. Everyone. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the examples you guys use, like in the workplace, everyday examples is that people just are like, this woman is different. So um, I'm happy that you both touched on that. But I want to bring it back to you. Do you feel like sometimes, because, you know, people, like, people might expect so much of you, might expect you to be different from... A lot of the women, you know, you being a, a Christian woman, you being a godly woman, the way you act, the way you think, the way you behave, even the way, let's be real, the way you, you dress in some cases for some Christian women, do you, um, I feel like people would expect a lot from you or people, will, if you do something that might be a bit out of line, people might be a bit quick to judge you or people might um, be like, oh, but is she meant to be a Christian woman? So do you feel like being a godly woman can sometimes take away from your personality? Or your actual self? <clears throat> That's a no. serious question. I do, you go. I straight away say no. I don't think being a godly woman can take away from my personality because my personality is found in Christ. Per. Daddy mm. does the per per. Per Literally, like, and I think this is something that I learned during this year is that it's so important that our personality and who we are, who we say that we are, is rooted in Christ and rooted in what he says we are and who Mm. we are and how he defines us. Because the moment you let other people define you is Mm. the moment you're going to seek their validation. You're going to be like, okay, am I portraying what they expect me to portray? Because for some people, they believe that, oh yeah, dressing modesty is like the top thing for you to be a a godly woman. And if you tick that box, then yeah, I'm doing it right. Mm. But like, as we mentioned before, that's not it. That's just one small little piece. Mm-hmm. What good is 
being dressed modest if you're but I'm gonna okay I'm gonna like you know butt in there quickly ID so mm-hmm. you continue so would you say that if you saw a woman out there maybe like tits out batty riders etc would you immediately see that woman as being a goody woman no okay why would you not see that person being a goody woman or well, well, I wouldn't say that they're not a godly woman because obviously I don't know them personally. But it wouldn't it wouldn't scream out to me as oh yeah this someone this is someone that's a godly woman because I just think it's just mm-hmm. it's a thing of what are you allowing for people to see? Does everybody mm-hmm. deserve mm-hmm. to see that? Does so does that mean that as being a godly woman that we actually have to care about what people think about us? So can I jump in? Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back to what you said about the woman um, being like half naked or something. What we need to um, be careful of as well is that, yes, somebody can outwardly show what is in their heart, but we don't know the heart of man. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, there are girls probably even listening to me right now who, when you wear jeans, you check yourself in the mirror. Mm. Are your assets looking good? Are they looking yeah, well, healthy? Um, you're pretty. You're wearing... Like, <laughs> they're wearing tights top to make sure yeah you know everybody must know that my mum gave me something exactly and you will walk out the house and everyone will think oh, okay this is just an ordinary person wearing casual okay. clothes but in your heart you're not just wearing jeans and a top mm-hmm. in your heart you are displaying your assets it's and just in a different way do you get what yeah. i mean so i feel like we need to be careful because it's easy for us to see someone that is half naked and think oh yeah this person of course what i need to the shoe like it wouldn't immediately scream to me okay this person's um a christian but let's also think about our hearts as well mm-hmm. because there are a lot of people who are covered from head to toe yeah but in and their the hearts heart. they're not mm-hmm. they're not so um what was your question after that Okay, yeah. so because I'm really trying to prompt that you guys, sorry for you know, <laughs> questions that are a bit, but I'm really trying to like you know get. But so does that mean that as godly women we have to actually care about what other people think? Mm, no, D- to a certain extent. Let me put it like this. Mm. Um, I feel like number one, you sh- your what God thinks about you is more important. That's yeah. what yes. our pastors taught us. You should be more concerned about what God thinks about you first before yeah. any man. So. I feel like even before you leave the house, I know this might sound a bit weird, but I actually have conversations with God. Okay, God, is what I'm wearing okay? Like, in my heart, am I, you know, am I presenting you in a good way? Exactly. The thing is, a lot of times, people can go out half naked and say that um, um, my heart is in the right place. Okay, that's cool. But sometimes we determine the position of our hearts based on feelings. Mm-hmm. And some and sometimes our hearts can be in the wrong place, but we feel good. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because we have flesh. Yeah. You understand? So mm-hmm. I feel like because no man can tell the heart of man, we have to go back to God. That God is my heart in the right place. Forget yeah. about your feelings. Forget about how you feel. You may feel uncomfortable wearing a certain outfit that doesn't display too much, but as long as it glorifies God, it, yeah. or it represents God in a good way, you know, it should become something that you are used to. So just to go back to your question about should you care about people's opinions? Um, like I said, number one, focus on what God thinks about you. And number two, be open to um, rebuke or correction. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and I wouldn't say 
I don't know how I put this. There are people who do it out of judgment, like they're just trying to judge you. There's people who actually pull you aside out of love, like Majipe, this is not you. Is everything mm. okay? Like this is mm. not how you normally present yourself. I think maybe you could have gone maybe a size up or have you tried this or do you understand? Like yeah. be open to people to correct you and rebuke you from a place of love. But yeah. I wouldn't say make people's opinions um like the 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 forefront of everything mm-hmm. you do. Because yeah. I've been in situations where I've gone out with girls and they felt comfortable leaving the house in a certain outfit, but they're too scared to post that outfit on social media mm. because they're worried about people's opinions. And for me, that's so wrong because God watched you get dressed. God watched you leave the house and you didn't feel like there was a problem. So mm. why is it now, you know, it comes to showing certain people what you're wearing, it's an issue. Mm. There, there's an issue with your conviction there, in my opinion. Like, did you actually wear this knowing this is okay or did deep down inside, did you know it was wrong? And you're worried that people are going to call you out for it. So I feel like those are questions you have mm. to ask yourself sometimes. I think I've been in that position before where it's like, honestly, because there's like, there's, you know, everyone, we know what is a bit, mm. you know, what's a bit, you know. If you have yeah. yes, you have yes. If you have breasts, you have breasts. Mm. You know, but obviously I wouldn't intentionally go out wearing something that would accentuate a particular part that I do have. Yeah quite lucky for me like I've described myself I'm quite slim anyways but it's the, there's certain things that I can exactly there's certain things that I can wear that somebody else wouldn't necessarily be able to get away to with wear. yeah I'm maybe, maybe because they can't get away with wearing that because maybe their bust might be spilling out mm. their pocket for me there's nothing there so there's nothing spilling out they might then look at me and judge me and be like oh my god why should I wear that exactly top? but that's wrong that top in themselves yeah that makes you think like oh my god I'm going to be judged for this. Is somebody going to let me know? But I do like your comment about, you know what, is what, what God says is what matters. There's mm-hmm. obviously nothing wrong with the top. Why should I care about what that sister might say? Because, because she's she's the top. from her point she of view. Wear that top. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, that's why we, we always have to be careful about, like, whose opinions we listen to. It's not every it's not every opinion that is is valuable if that makes any sense. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like the 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 way you would hold the value of your mother is different to the way you would hold the value of someone that you've just met on the street. Exactly, because you know that with whatever they have to say, there's a reason why they're saying it. Either mm-hmm. that they love you, either that they're being genuine, or they have negative motives. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that plays into it. You have to be very careful whose opinion you're listening to and that's why I agree with what Lindsay said about how really actually it should be God's opinion that is taking the forefront because who yeah. else do you wrong mm-hmm. so yeah and sorry just to go back to Madupe's question about does being godly take away from your personality I agree with what ID said it doesn't and I feel like being godly actually adds to your personality mm-hmm. and I'm speaking from my own personal experience so before I was saved um, pretty much everywhere I go I was very timid mm. like very to myself you know and it says that um, in 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 I believe that we have not been given the spirit of fear mm. now there's a difference between being shy and being quiet so when I now came to Christ I was still a bit shy still a bit timid but I allowed the word of God to work in me mm. and to bring out that confidence and that's how I would say being godly has added to my personality because people wouldn't know me the way they know me now 
if I didn't give that side of myself to God. God, mm. this is an area that I'm struggling with. I'm very shy. I'm very fearful around people. You can even say what, what they call it now, social anxiety, whatever it may be. But God, I'm giving this to you because I know that in order to complete the assignment that you have given me, I can't be timid. There's something yes. our pastor said that sometimes our personality, you know, when people say, oh, this is how I am. This is who I am. <laughs> sometimes it's not because it's the way you've been raised it's the things that you have been exposed to like I used to get bullied a lot when I was younger so I believe that had an effect on my personality but imagine me without the bullying Ah, I would have been a different person exactly and imagine if there's like what God has called me to do it needs someone who is confident and bold in the gospel someone that can preach and not waver in like okay somebody someone will come and tell me something that throws me off and then I'll start crying that's Mm. no I, I have to represent, I'm an I'm, uh, I'm ambassador, I can't say that word properly, ambassador for Christ, so I should present him in all areas of my life, and that yes. includes my personality, whether that's me being quite, I'm still a quiet person, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't say I'm that like I'm reserved. Yeah, like mm. I'm, I'm, I speak when I need to speak, basically, I don't yeah. feel like I have to talk all the time. Mm. Um, and that's just an example for me, how being godly has added to my personality not not necessarily taken away from it yeah it's more of like a refined refining process yeah yeah you're 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 being beautified Mm. the things that you don't need are being taken out and you didn't realize will add to your personality is being added Mm-hmm. like for me before I didn't know how to speak to different certain types of people I didn't know okay how can I speak to someone but not come off as offensive but mm. still get my message across different things like that being in Christ you can learn those things yeah. and the word yes. always like especially Proverbs we, we were reading Proverbs last mm. time. so many gems full of wisdom that will, will teach you and build up your personality, build up your character, yeah. not just in, like, the house of God, but also, like, in your day-to-day life, when you to people on the road at home, like you said. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I love what both of you said. And I feel like, in like I was saying in the first episode, that in part one, I feel in this um, generation is more of attitude mm. um and we all know that attitude isn't a very godly thing attitude. bad attitude isn't bad mm. attitude is not yeah. a very godly thing being rude being ignorant you know not speaking to people the way you'd like to be spoken to is not mm. a very good thing um i would definitely say and i remember using um somebody as an example at work even how she uh, maybe her, her natural character would be responsive attitude or like I'm not bothered but because of Christ has refined her and it's taken her through that process mm. her response is so different that it's even like oh my god this woman is so lovely mm. and even you know, even with myself when I know is that me hmm. my mouth is sharp and I have no <laughs> I will not hold back when once you get me to that place I will let you know exactly how I feel like I will let you know me before like you will know how I will express I'm very expressive Mm. of how I Mm. feel so and obviously that trait isn't always a good trait yeah it can be good sometimes because I let you know the truth I let you know (laughs) we love it we love it at the same time if I'm angry I might say something that I might regret 
Mm. And that will be an issue. So obviously, what I've learned being obviously a godly woman, reading the word, reading the scriptures, is that Colossians four six again. I want to quote again. You know, let your your feet be seasoned with with grace. Do you understand? So no translation that says salt. I oh, that's salt. My even salt yeah. one. And it's even Pastor David said that um, your word should um, preserve. It should, uh, something like that. Yeah. Maybe cut that part out because I'm not really too sure. Don't worry. <laughs> but... Don't worry. You don't want to miss. You know, there's different translations, but if you look closer, yeah. it, is that let it be seasoned. Like let what you say be graceful. Your mm. your speech. That when you speak to people, it's like oh, this this woman that. There's just something so pleasant mm, about yeah. you. It's not. It's not every day do um do um. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Don't to me. Don't be nasty, like. <laughs> there's no need for it. Stinking attitude. Oh. At the end of the day, it will be you to get sacked from work. Mm. Yeah. Now you look and stupid. Literally. And so, just to touch on what you said as well, like even before I was in Christ, I did contest the fact I used to have a very sharp hey! mouth. As very in, blunt Raise very blunt like i didn't understand that people have emotions i knew people had emotions in it but i'm just the kind of person i'd rather just tell you how it is so you know i don't like beating around the bush and flattering all this stuff something i always used to say um sugarcoating the issue is just going to give you diabetes and rotten tooth that's oh. what i always used to say hey. but this is the thing when you're in christ you learn that you need to be all truth and grace yes. at the same time yes. you can share the truth and be graceful so just to add to um the question that you said about um is being godly does being godly take away from your personality just to back up my point again when i was in the world i was very sharp very slick but now i use it for god you know, exactly. when I speak about the words, I speak direct. I'm not mixing, matching, even with my spoken words as well, hey. as you would know. Very straight to the point, very sharp. And that's how God has used yes. something in the world and transformed it exactly. for something for his glory. So Exactly. So I've yeah. noticed that nobody has actually lost their personality, mm. but it's just that now it's being used for the glory of God. Yeah. Mm. So as godly women, we don't lose our personality, but instead it's being is be used for a better course. Yeah, beautiful. Bless others mm. and for the kingdom. So mm-hmm. um thank you ladies for some amazing responses. Um before we get into the GC, I'm just gonna ask for one I'm gonna ask one question. Do you think that some people think that sometimes godly woman quotation marks can be very double standard in the way they act in church? As for this one. And hey. in the way they act on your maybe Instagram um should it be obvious that you're a godly woman and obviously i'm I'm going to refer to obviously let's be real sometimes you see some pastors daughters some even some pastors you'll see them at box park shortage you will see them at the club Mm. you'll see them in certain places you might see them drunk on a friday night Mm. you know do you think that this is double standard because i've seen a lot of I see a lot of girls be like, oh God, they'll put um, um, something like uh, the scripture of Isaiah, she will not fall, something like that. Mm. They'll put down their bio, you know, but every single time they're quitting scripture about God. And I've heard a lot of guys say this actually. Sorry, guys, oh, wow. sorry for the echo. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, excuse the echo if um, you can hear it. But um, a lot of guys will be like, some ladies, some girls, they'll see a quote on the girl's, back, uh, on the girl's bio they'll message the girl and because they've seen the quote or like the, the scripture, they feel like, okay, this girl's a decent girl. But mm-hmm. they find out this is one of the probably one of the most, even wilder than the ones that are not Christians. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So 
Yeah, my oh sorry. What do you guys think? Um, number one, just to address the last comment you made, and then ID can go. Um, who said having scriptures in your bio means you're a godly woman? How you say it again? Number one, who said having I don't have scriptures in my bio? Me either. Not saying that is <laughs> anything, but I don't. It's there's no reason behind it. I just don't. That's number one. Number two, um. The devil knows scriptures too. Jezebel knew scriptures yep. too. Everybody knows scriptures. Clicking, like, we're clicking, we're clicking, we're clicking. Let's let's actually be honest with ourselves. Is that if that is how you are picking your woman of God, I think you need to go back to the basics Fact. because yeah, social media is social media. We show we always put our best foot forward. Mm. And something I've been taught is that make sure you don't get lost in the online life, that you forget mm. your offline life. It's very yeah. easy to show that you have a relationship with God online. I can offline... quite about that, and I think that also goes for the people who, the guys have, who have said that the girls in church are worse yeah. than those outside. That's a very, that's a very, um, that's a very bold comment to make. I, hmm. Let me just, I don't, I do take over. <laughs> Flow, flow. Is it is really alert? Oh, I don't know. Um, okay, wait. Sorry. So the what you were saying is that people say that girls in church are worse than outside. Of some girls. So it's the girls that you're meeting. To be honest, mm-hmm. you attract who you are. Oh. You know, at the end of the day, um, you're you need to understand that church is is not a place of perfection exactly it's, it's like a hospital everybody's going there to be well you're going to find people with that haven't bathed for five days because they've been in beds you know because they're sick like they can't get out of bed when you're going to meet people that have different types of diseases and problems with them but they're all there to seek what help it's the same thing with church and that's not to excuse people's um um mess or people's struggles but it's to give you a bit of understanding, you know, when you walk into church, like don't walk into church thinking, oh, yeah, everything's going to be rosy. No, people are going to step on your toes. People are going to offend you. People are mm. going to do things you don't like. We are all Actually. human beings and we are Actually. not perfect. OK, so I feel like even I don't even know what to say to that. But I do. Sorry, you can take over. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard question. Honestly. It's very hard. So the question is more so about mm-hmm. Hey, please reiterate the question again. Yes, please remind us. Do you think some godly women are double standard, act one way in church and another outside? Should it be obvious that you are a godly woman? Okay, it's even good you ask this question because me, I can talk about it personally because I've kind of, I can relate to the question in a sense. Mm. And I think it's a thing where when, this is why, reading your words being exposed to the word of god is so important because the more you're exposed to the word of god the more you know who you are this is kind of going back to what i was saying about your personality and making sure your personality is rooted in grass because when you know who you are what god wants for you what god has promised you it will reflect in where you go because even for me there was a point in time where me i was going to the club i've been to the club Oh really? Yeah. Oh, this With one. You. Oh, <laughs> I went to the club. I did drink, drink. I was in. Wow. Yeah, me too. We're learning today, boy. <laughs> We're learning. <laughs> so Chris will come out today. Anyway, Sha, that I've been, I've been, and I was so empty. Anyway, mm. even when I mentioned that at that point in my life, I was really down. 
you could even call it depressed if you like. I was down. I wasn't feeling good. And then I was like, okay, go out and, you know, live your life. You are young. Do not despise. Anyway, that scripture that God's ever mentioned recently about not despising your youth. Mm. Very key. But, like, you go out and then you'll come back and don't you feel empty? Mm. Don't you feel like, okay, I did all of that, but what's next? Yeah. Why? Because you're not, you're not I, that that's why personally I don't see how you can still go into those places, be in those environments, and then still say you're really born of God or you're spiritually alert. Because the way you'll feel when you come out, you won't feel the same. You won't even be able to enjoy being in such an environment. You won't be able to enjoy the syrup that you're drinking. It mm. it won't flow because the spirit is in you. And that's yeah. what I realized when I was able to mature. We thank God, all things mm-hmm. have passed away. Yes, but please. I realized that if you're really rooted in God, if you're really a woman of faith, you're really a godly woman, you're really like Christ is my everything. I'm sold out for Christ. And Christ before everything has people like to put on their status and stuff like that. <laughs> if that's really you then it will determine where you go. It will determine what you feel comfortable doing. Mm. Because mm. something that God has said is that if you are a gardener, you can't love, like, is it um, flowers? You have to hate weeds. Yeah, I you love, have to hate weeds. And love flowers. Yeah. So it's the same thing with being a godly woman. You can't say, yeah, I love being in the presence of the Lord. I love having the spirit, being filled with the spirit and the spirit resting upon me. But then you're going into areas, you're going yeah. into places that are choking the presence of God, choking the spirit from resting yeah. on you. Mm. So, you can't be found in that environment. But yeah. this, is the, this is the thing, though, because um, this is where Christians come in and say that is based on personal conviction. Um and yeah so for example I may feel comfortable going to the club and I know that I can go in and come out and not sin because alcohol is not my struggle not saying I do this I'm giving an example please but (laughs) um, (laughs) it's not in my background but that's just an example as of now I could do that um the music may do me somehow but I can go in and come up, but somebody else who's coming from a background of like clubbing, partying, and they're sinning and all this stuff, they can't go in there and leave the same way because they were exposed to it before, and it is a door that the enemy can now open Again. to introduce other things into their life. So, one thing I would say with stuff like this, like oh, should Christians go clubbing? Should Christians drink all this stuff? I don't always like saying it's based on personal conviction. Um, and I'll explain why, but I feel like you can't compare yourself to somebody else. I can't compare myself to ID. If ID's in the club and she feels like she can stay there and nothing can happen to her, that's between her and her God. I know my strengths and weaknesses. Does it make sense? Yeah. So for, for me, the reason why I would say that I'm not 100% fan of personal conviction because you know you can actually grieve the Holy Spirit to the point mm-hmm. where you don't hear from him anymore. Mm-hmm. So... Everything we do starts with a thought. And the moment you start thinking about it, the Holy Spirit should already be telling you, this is not something you should meditate on. This is not something you should think about. But as soon as you start ignoring that that still voice of the Holy Spirit, then it becomes 
anytime that thought comes to mind the you don't hear god as as loudly anymore or as clearly so now when you're doing that act it's like oh god is not speaking to me at all okay it's fine let me go Mm. that's not what happened what happened is that from the beginning when it started as a thought you weren't listening to the holy spirit you're being disobedient and now you have given birth to the action and you think it's okay because you don't feel a type of way. Mm. I feel like we have to be very careful because a lot of the things that we say is personal conviction is just you disobeying the Holy Spirit from mm. like five weeks ago or a few months ago. So again, I would say it's between everybody and their God because I'm not going to come and police anyone. If I see you in the club, do your thing. But that's not something I would personally indulge in. Even to add on to what you said, you mentioned something about how for some people, like they can go to the club and be fine and leave and yeah. be perfectly fine. Even to add to that, what you don't realize is that sometimes, let's say you're exposing yourself to something that, oh, well, personally, is she for me? Like, I'm yeah. fine. It's those things that will get you. Mm. It's those things. Facts. It's a blind spot. Because they're definitely, yes. Because the devil will use any means. It says in the Bible, it says, "Don't give the devil a, foot, a footstool." Footstool. Yeah. So if you, so even even just that one setting that you thought, oh well, I've never had an issue around these people. These, or, yeah. yeah. The devil will use that one opportunity because you've closed every other door. It's that one door that's open. So mm-hmm. even with that as well, we always have to be on guard. Always, always. have to be on guard. Always. It's, it's that one thing that you think will never trouble you that the devil will use to come and be the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But so, just just to touch on that, what I was saying, I'm not saying now. Okay, go to the club if you. Oh, <laughs> but I'm just saying that we just shouldn't compare each other. Yeah. So if you see someone in the club then I can't compare myself to them. I can't judge them because I have my own struggles that they're not struggling with. Mm. They may be struggling with going to the club. I could be struggling with um, idolatry. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an idol, like making other things idols. Nobody idol. can see that though. So just exactly. because I can see you're sinning doesn't mean I'm not sinning in my heart. Exactly. That was the point I was trying to make. But I definitely agree, like that small thing, oh, I'm fine overestimating your your strength mm. and underestimating your weakness is yes. the biggest mistake you biggest can make your christian you ever make, boy. the biggest. biggest because it will catch you in your sleep hey, hey. yeah <laughs> yeah thank you ladies for sharing um i agree 100 percent with everything you guys have said you guys have covered the whole the whole lot. <laughs> i have nothing even else to um to add at all but like Lindsay and Ali said please don't be comparing yourself to anybody mm. everybody's Christian testimony is different um and that echoing thing is really annoying me and I don't know if it's coming from my side that's why I'm even trying to not even speak that much because I feel I like know. when when um you're editing or something it may fade it's just because we're recording I think yeah that's what I'm thinking as well okay we believe God all right then ladies let's move on um yeah so the one question I want to ask you is that we're gonna go into like the marriage aspect we love marriage or if you're a godly woman you're gonna you're going to think about marriage you're gonna not gonna say things like I don't need a man no 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 you'll be shocked though you'll find some yeah Yeah, you'll find some like that Mm -hmm. that's your own that's their own (laughs) <laughs> naturally 
the the a woman is is a man like is in the is in the script yeah man and even when um god cursed eve Mm-hmm. in genesis yeah in genesis that was one of the curses that he placed on her so even sometimes that like our pastor said is like those ones that say i don't need a man i don't need a man after a while 30 40 they begin to feel they have this longing for somebody mm-hmm. so as godly woman marriage is one that we think of because number one we cannot fornicate yeah so mm-hmm. we're not going to be having boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend that's a sin Fornication is a sin. Sorry. The Bible oh, sorry. said it first. So don't come for us. The Bible said it first. <laughs> so please do not come for me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, we can't fornicate. And yeah, so obviously marriage is a really, is a very serious thing when it comes to Christianity. And when it comes to godly women, even when I, you know, was doing my research on godly women, etc. I for some reason godly wife always comes up for some reason. I don't mm. know why. Like, and honestly, when when like last time I said I said it, you know, I was reading Proverbs. When I read Proverbs, I just don't think about oh being a godly wife. I see I see as I'm reading about being a godly woman. Mm. For me and for my for myself as in yeah. thinking about those things or when they talk about for her family. Like I think about my family now and I think about ex- her husband, I think about my husband as in Christ because mm. right now I don't none of us we're not married none of us on this platform right now are married not yet anyways not yes. yet not yet we'll be not married yet. in Jesus name soon, but we're not married right now <laughs> in this season we're not married yet so right now when I read Proverbs 31 I think of the relationship that I have with Christ and um, not with actual physical man and obviously how I would like my husband to see me anyways in the future etc mm. but i want to ask you guys this question um hmm. okay <laughs> <That's> do, <right. laughs> do you feel like christian women actually idolize marriage and mm. before you before you go into that could you just define to us what you think marriage is especially a godly marriage what do you think um marriage is idea you can go you love to just dash me into the line of- <laughs> i don't mind going but i don't want to be the <laughs> no, one no, no, it's okay i know i know i even know how i'm gonna respond i see marriage as it's a union it's a commitment between a man and a woman before god so you are committed to that person until they die and does he you Perf. them and god Perf. finish that's how I see it. <laughs> okay, just to add a couple, couple stuff. You know, I love my poetry, so I like to talk. <laughs> but I, I believe marriage, like I just said, is a union. But I feel like it's also a journey. Mm. Um, it's you're walking side by side with someone, holding hands on a path, and allowing God to direct you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in those times, you go through different seasons, you see different sides to your partner that you haven't seen before. Mm. but with marriage you commit to all of that so mm. what happens is that uh, sorry i'm going off but i'm gonna come back sorry you know people get divorced for many reasons and a lot of it is oh they changed marriage is committing to change yeah mm. mm. and, mm. and i feel like marriage is committing to death wait let me land okay <laughs> 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 
what I mean by uh, marriage is committing to death is dying to yourself. Yeah. It's dying to mm. your ambitions. Not dying to your ambitions to the point where like your life is their life. No, but as in your own desires, you, you put that aside for somebody else. It says that mm-hmm. two people become one. one. Everything mm. we do is one mind, one spirit, one body. That's mm. the mindset. But as soon as you don't have that mindset, that's when cracks come in. That's mm. how the enemy comes in. And that's how marriages break, um, mm. unfortunately. So that's how I see marriage. I feel like marriage is so deep and it's not something that should be rushed into. Like, you have to actually bear in mind that this person that I'm marrying in the next year may be a different person. Exactly. God forbid they may mm. not have legs. Let's actually be serious that like, they may not be able to see. Like I've seen uh, the marriages that I um that I've seen around me, there's so many, and I've seen ones where like the husband was fine, making so much money, the wife didn't have to work. Then three years down the line, two kids, he can't get out of bed on his own, he can't see, maybe it's diabetes or something, and the woman is committed to that. she committed to that two years or three years before it happened do you know what that means is deep like anything that happens to you i've got you anything that happens to me you've got me for life for life that's literally what i see marriage is i don't want to say it's a death i heard it in a in a different way but it's like a death sentence to yourself in a way because you have to like i said die to yourself in order to love the other person you know so that's that's how i see it like Christ died for us, you know, he married the church, the body of Christ mm. in order for us to have a relationship with him. The same way he laid our life for us, the same way we should lay our lives for, obviously not go and crucify yourself, but you know what I mean. Mm. You know, lay your, your life down for um, your partner, your husband or wife. Mm. But um, yeah, I feel like I went a bit too much, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you defined it well. You defined it well. You went in deep. So that is yeah, the Christian point. Oh, yeah. I think I don't even think that was even really directed to Christian. Honestly, I've seen people at some point I was doing care. I couldn't do it, but I was struggling. <laughs> and I saw couples where their husbands were bedridden. That mm. you know, they could, their husbands couldn't even prevent themselves. Their husbands couldn't bathe themselves. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, their wives are still there. Their wives are still married to them. Exactly, these are not even believers, but they committed to that person for life. Mm. because of the love they have for the person but i think that's even a general overall um thing that you know marriage in general and um obviously id explain more like the christian aspect mm. but we're gonna go uh, um question is do you feel seeing that you know we're not, you know even what is dating is we basically call it courting and do you feel like christian woman kind of idolize marriage like godly woman idolize marriage um i would say i wouldn't say all but i would say some yeah and i think the reason is because they believe that when you come into christ marriage is guaranteed Mm. now i'm not saying you won't get married but nothing in this life is guaranteed apart Mm. from death and you're going to meet your creator Mm -hmm. so i think women yeah some women do idolize marriage in the christian context because of that and i also believe that i'm going off but i think it still relates that um they idolize their their virginity as well let's 
let's actually be honest because mm. they see it as um i'm saving my virginity for a man or i'm saving my virginity for marriage but it, I, I don't get me wrong like i've said that before like i'm saving my virginity for marriage because that's the right thing to do it's in the mm. bible but in other people's hearts they may have it as like in order for me to get married i must be a virgin yeah and that's mm. not that's not always the case you can be a virgin and not married and one mm-hmm. thing you have to know as well is that there are a lot of people christian men and female that male and female they're not married but they're doing the work of god mm. you have to be prepared for the time where maybe marriage doesn't come your way for a wow. few years like let's actually be real as much as we we love like we all desire to be married i feel like every not every but majority of christian women desire to be married and i feel like it's a good desire to have but when it takes it's when the position of that takes um god's position in your heart so everything you're doing is marriage prayer Mm -hmm. i'm praying for marriage i'm Mm -hmm. I'm coming Mm -hmm. to service Mm -hmm. early set up so Mm -hmm. i can pick you this person or i'm doing this for marriage ah you've missed it it's a big mess up Mm -hmm. it's now become an idol because even yes you will get married even in that context but it will not be a fruitful marriage because at all you have removed god from his place Completely. and you have put yourself there and your your marriage plans all for a day and yes. a ring and status change and pictures mm. pictures you know mm. so i would yes. say that and just to go back to the virginity thing as well like you should be you should aim to be a virgin because that's what the lord has said in his word or you should aim to be celibate because that's what it says in his word does it make sense mm-hmm. not yeah. because of oh, the way to secure a man that. no because you may be pure as in a virgin but you are not pure in other areas in your life mm-hmm. there are people who are practicing celibacy who are are committed to that and that doesn't make them less of a, a christian or reduce their chance of getting married because you're a virgin it doesn't mean that at all you know mm-hmm. and that's a mindset that i used to have when i was in the world i used to well to be honest when I was in the world, I never really said I'm going to save myself for a man because I knew it would just take the right man in that season mm. to just throw me off because I've dedicated my virginity to a man. So that means, okay, Satan knows, okay, let's bring a man and then we take it. Do you understand? Yeah. I, my mindset was more for myself. Obviously, I wasn't saved. I didn't do it unto God, but it was more for myself. But now that I've come to Christ, I've changed the foundation of that. And the foundation is that's what his word says mm. so yeah. that's what i'm going to do and obviously I, I aim to have that level of diligence in all areas of my life but um yeah this is where we are <laughs> okay then <laughs> ivy do you have anything to add to that you know as a as in marriage i think yeah i agree with what Lee says in terms of it's not all but there are a portion of women that christian women that do idolize marriage and in that aspect, I don't find it surprising because if you think about it, before you even become born again, when you're a little girl, when you're a little child, the first thing they're talking about is Prince Charming mm. and Cinderella mm. and romance, romance mm. and the wedding dress. And yeah, it's true. All of that stuff. And it's, it's something that we as women idolize to the point where it takes effect in the way we dress and what we do. Even career as well. Yeah, in the career you may pick or, oh, I want to marry a rich man. In so many different aspects, it becomes a part of who you are, which then relates to what you were saying about the curse that God put um, 
in the garden. Um, yeah, I'm paraphrasing right now. I'm going off track. But yeah, yeah what I was, <laughs> we know what you're saying. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that so when you now come into Christ, it's be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Mm. So it's a process. It's not that, okay, once you're born again, straight away, okay, all the desires that you had yesterday, like, you're not going to automatically stop stop liking chocolate ice cream because you're born again. So for some Christian woman, that that thing of, yeah, I want to get married and do that, which, yes, again, it's a nice thing. It's a good thing to desire. Mm -hmm. But like Lindsay said, when you now take it as that's all that I am, that's all that I care about, and that's the monument of your life, Mm. and that's all you're looking forward to in life oh you'll be so disappointed when you get married mm. you'll be so disappointed because you've made that your god rather than god yes yeah you worship you've, it. you've, you've wow. idolized the wedding day you've idolized hmm. the, 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 dress, the dress the shoes bridesmaids the bride you even met the man the, the astrocare <laughs> everything you've you idolized. know the it. Is. mercy Bro. mercy lord mercy boy you idolized <laughs> it <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. the person that that is gonna give you all of those things, the person that's gonna enable you to even find the right guy, that mm. will enable you to have a fruitful marriage, that you won't have stress in the household, mm. you and the mother-in-law and the father-in-law, the family, it will be peace. Amen. Like you've forgotten about that person. Yeah. Mm. You've forgotten about God. And that's where you go off. So wow. yeah, it's yeah, I do believe that there's some Christian woman that idolize it. And it's not surprising. But what we have to do, and it's so important, especially as women that desire to be, if you desire to be married, is that you remember that you have to love God first. That's it. I see it as you can't, you can't say, oh, I want to be dedicated and sacrifice. And yeah, I'm married to this person and it's for life. But you can't do that for God. who has so much more to give you Mm. than one man. sorry to just interject there yeah but it's actually so true because you can end up getting married and still not feel like complete Mm -hmm. yeah and it's because a man was never made to complete you he was made to complement you yeah so that means you guys it says that god made man and woman in his image which Mm -hmm. means the union of both of you reflects his image yes but it doesn't mean that that man is now your source of happiness your source of joy Mm. there are Mm. times you are going through low times your husband will pray for you but he can't fill you Um, you mm. you can only get that from god so that's the oh idea you really touch on a good point because that's Ah, actually the danger of like getting married and then expecting so much from the other person and it's because your view of marriage was wrong it's a big disappointment disappointed you even just reminded me of something that our pastor said recently and that Mm. is we don't live for happiness we live for purpose purpose and if you're a christian you're living for god's purpose for you what he has purposed you to to be and who you are on this earth and beyond that so if you're living for that then you'll find happiness regardless of if you get married now in 10 years you don't get married at all you should be thinking about like what is the union of you and this person going to do to hell? Like, is mm. hell gonna hear that these two people are getting married and shake and be scared and trembling because of the purpose you guys are yes. going to fulfill? Wow. Mm. Like, that's that's how that's how you have to think. I'm not thinking about who's gonna make me happy, I'm thinking about who's gonna 
like help me complete my assignment who am i mm-hmm. going to help complete that's the assignment the that's the purpose of marriage exactly mm. to do the work <laughs> your partner should be a destiny helper to you yeah yes. and you should be a destiny helper to them yes your union should bring fruits i think like... our, i think our pastor's marriage pastor were oh it's impacted me lives. Lives. as in me i'm an example of them. yeah perfect example perfect mm-hmm. example of perfect. a godly marriage um, I can even call them my spiritual parents. Yeah. yeah. Some people don't have that in their in their churches exactly. at all. But I can actually call them because they've they've shown me like ah, when you follow God, you trust this God, you what, love God. This when is I what, they're happy. Hmm, they're happy. happy. They're happy. Like I tap them where it's a beautiful testimony. Mm-hmm. And it obviously took a lot of sacrifice. It took a lot of patience. And yes. discipline. It took, mm. it took discipline. And most importantly, it took Christ. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. in the center of that relationship, um, and being the course of that relationship, it took Christ when he was picking his wife, picking by Is this woman gonna help me in ministry? Is she gonna, mm. you know, spiritual on board? Her too, you know, let me support this man in the work. I know that him also, I'll benefit from him spiritually and doing the work of God. Mm. You know, what is your mindset behind it? And one thing I always remember, even when I crossed my mind, I'm thinking, God, you know, I pray, I pray, God, help me to be a good Christian. Mm. a good christian then i'll be a good wife yeah I'll be a good mother i'll be a good mother i'll be a good colleague yeah a good christian i'll be good at everything in every position that god puts me in i'll be good at Mm. it be great at Mm -hmm. it because god is he's at the center he's helping me to be a good christian to be a good christian it's all about him Mm. if i'm a good christian then i put him first in everything. everything he's involved in everything in my life meaning that he's going to be involved in my marriage he says seek him first the kingdom of god but he's mm. free if i mm. seek him and my pastor always says just serve just serve just focus he will in due time he will bring somebody that will like Lindsay said they'll compliment you mm-hmm. instead of taking you from christ or them now you idolizing your husband they will compliment you and then I don't even want, I always say this in my previous podcast, I've said that. If my husband would put me before Christ, then there's an issue. Yeah. yeah. Very big issue. Mezop, as in. Mezop. Mezop. I would Destination. Never, I would never put. Destruction. Sorry. Before Christ. Sorry, but. <laughs> Sorry. Do you get? Yeah. I would never put him before Christ. So why does he feel like he should put, Christ, actually, he should put me before Christ? Do you understand? And I know that's a problem that we're not on the same. Same page. The same yeah. page. We're not on the same mind over here. So, um, yeah, you guys really touched on that. I think, ladies, especially if you're a godly woman, I know that uh, maybe you're libido, whatever you call it. <laughs> if, if you're horny, same goes for guys. Please, just touch, just tell God to help you with that horniness because that horniness, mm. ah, after you've tried it, okay. I mean, whether you're a virgin or a virgin or not. Yeah. Whether you try, after you've had the sex, okay. I mean, is that all to your relationship romance? Literally. You'll be so disappointed. Very disappointed. It won't last. You can do romance with anybody. Anyone. Even even those rom-com movies that people like to watch is a prime example of why you shouldn't get married for romance. Exactly. You see the way the guy would just be finishing her, then she would not be crying. She's eating ice cream. Ice cream, ice cream. cream. She's putting on weight. She looks like a different person. She looks depressed. She looks like a mad woman. No. Ah, do you understand what I'm trying to say? So don't, you know what? Just focus on God. Don't compromise. Don't compromise, mm. and just focus and just pray that God help me to be a better Christian. If you know that you, you think if you you can you can't open your Bible, pray, spend quality time with God. Do you think you're going to 
satisfy your husband in terms of quality time. Treat God as if like he's your spiritual husband for now. Mm. Treat him how you treat, you know, before intimacy, God. like intimacy with God. God. Mm. Do you understand? Such... Yeah. Sorry, I just one scripture that came to mind, but I don't want to use it outside of context. Yeah, sorry, Majibi, I might have to cut this part out. I'm no, so no, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm, really, I'm really not trying to do too much editing on this podcast. I promise you now. So it's fine. If you can't find it, but let me just finish what I was saying. It's just that yeah. when you give, you spend quality time with God, God, is, he's looking at you and say, okay, let me see how this girl has been with me, how much of Christian she's been with me, so that I can bring one of my children. Mm-hmm. Imagine God is not going to pick out um, a husband for you, a, a chosen, he's chosen somebody for you, you expect him to now, if you're not, you barely spend time with God, you don't care for him, you're one shagada shagada Christian, he will now bring one of a solid son, somebody that loves him, somebody that into your life. You'll just pull the guy away from um away from him. Why would mm. he want to give you that? So if you're a godly woman, you're really believing God for a godly husband, you need to check yourself and check the kind of Christian that you are first mm. before you start longing and idolizing marriage because that's when mm. you've, you've messed up and I feel like marriage is going to actually prolong it. And that's what scares me the most. Like, God, please, I want to be right with you first. I want to be proper, strong mm. with you first before you even bring any man into my life. Mm. So, you know, some people, better. after marriage, they just disappear. Exactly. Yeah. So, gone. Don't be the reason that your husband doesn't come back to church. Don't be oh, the reason why your husband doesn't have a relationship. So, Godly woman, we have a lot to think about when it comes to that, when it comes to marriage. Mm. Um and yeah, us us three, we're not ready yet for marriage, but no. I'm happy that we have this much. Some people might be thinking that, you know, we might even be 24-year-olds because, <laughs> you understand? If they knew my age. Because hey. we have this type, of, this type of mindset now. When I speak to girls who might not be as goodly, uh, my husband, their thing is the wedding dress, the ang- the Ashura B, their thing is... It's thing. nice, but no. That's you have, you're actually living with this person, like, all this is for one day. I'm telling you, no. like... Because I remember one growing day. up, like, I wanted to spend so much money on, on like, my wedding. But um, I was drawing my dresses. You know how many times my dresses has changed oh, yeah. when I was hey. growing up? Hey. I already knew my bridesmaids. Do I even talk to them right now? No, they're not in no. my life. Can you imagine? Same. All of that for one day. Come I'm on, give it a rest. It's not worth it. It's not, not worth it. Meanwhile, but you won't this... invest anything in the future that you will have future. exactly afterwards. Which Come is on, mate. More long, it's going to be longer than mm-hmm. just one day. You're with this person forever, you know what that forever is mm-hmm. forever. So, definitely, was hard so <laughs> literally. It's a big commitment, it's really the vows you're saying is a really big commitment. I feel like take you seriously, or I don't know if he's getting yeah. married to him. Take it seriously, yeah. And you're not just getting married to him, you're getting married to his family, his background, the his future, for his, his past, his present, everything that's coming for him from his background. The you better be ready there, fighting, breaking the chains. I'm telling you. I'm so. telling you. Um, Lindsay, do you want to still quote that scripture or can we move on? Oh, no, we can move on. It's all right. Okay, so before we end, because this has been a, it's been a lengthy podcast. Um, oh, my before, God. Look how long we've been here. I know. <laughs> honestly. But before we end, um, let's, I'm just going to read a short scenario. And it's saying, it starts with, I'm a Christian woman. I love a girl's, I, I like a girl's night out. I'd be in a club on Saturday, but I also find it okay to be in church the next morning. I do drink, but I try not to get too drunk so that I'm not hungover in the morning for church. I do everything I, I do everything a Christian woman is meant to do. So I'm sure she means I read in her Bible, prayer, 
spend time with God, etc. Going like you mentioned, go to church after after her night out, she goes to church. Um, I have a boyfriend. We don't have sex. However, we do other things. Um, you know, we do other sexual acts apart from sex. We and we pray together and attend the same church. Our plan at the end is to get married. Um, what advice would you give this young lady? So. Um, I'll just break it down. So she's a Christian girl. She goes to church. However, she does find it okay to go clubbing. She does drink. Um, she has a boyfriend. Doesn't have sex with him. However, they do have, you know, do things that are a bit sexual with one another. Um, they pray together, and their intentions at the end of it all is to get married. And even within the same church. So, what um is your advice for this um young woman? This one is loaded. This one is, are you sure you want to end on time? <laughs> <laughs> I think the first thing that jumped out to me, but this is also focused as to the last section of the scenario where she's dating someone that is also in her church and so on and so forth. My first question would be to her is, who are you accountable in terms of that relationship? Mm, yes. Who are you accountable to? Because I'm pretty sure if you are accountable to someone, they would give you direction based on the words. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really all I have to say in that regards because the word is very clear. I think I think the thing with us sometimes is that we like to make the words if it if it says something that we don't really want to agree with or we just want to live a little, we just want to dwell on things, we like to twist it so that it can see Yeah, we like to want. change the truth. We mm-hmm. like to you want to change it. Oh just reminds me of um Yesterday's Romans chapter one, not to exchange the truth yeah. for lies, exchange yeah. it Remember. for what will make us comfortable in us living the way we are living, exchange it to what's going to suit our lifestyles. But that's not what God wants from you. Mm. Why are you trying to give your own terms and conditions to God? Facts. That's mm. that's what you have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself, okay, you're, you're, you're saying you're doing all the things that a godly woman would do. But what is that based on? Is that based on what you've seen in the word? Or is that based on what you've you seen other quote-unquote godly women doing? Or what you think society expects a godly woman to do? Yeah. That's, that would be That's the it. main thing I would say. Because even sometimes you don't even need to say too much. Just ask those sort of questions and then you'll think deeply. And realize, okay, maybe I've gone off somewhere. Yeah. Mm. Um, for me, um, I want to address the I'm not having sex, but I'm doing other things. What you're basically saying is that you're beating around the bush and you're seeing how close you can get to the fire without getting burnt, mm. which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense at all. You know who? Why would you um pick an apple from a tree that you have not worked for and bite into it and literally haven't paid for it didn't work for it nothing that's basically what the guy is doing to you he hasn't committed his life to you mm-hmm. he hasn't showed any sort of commitment to you but you're already given up a, a bite or a couple for me that's that's wrong and i don't know who's listening but even in a relationship i feel like you should abstain from all sexual acts before marriage using bm yeah you will you i'm telling you, you will not regret it when you get married um, simply because it instills a level of discipline that is mm-hmm. needed yeah. to be able to resist that type of temptation when you are married and maybe cheating comes up or, you know, just, you know, 
people go through things in marriages right but mm-hmm. if you have that discipline from the beginning it it will show in other areas of your marriage so whether that's your finances your ability to be accountable mm-hmm. your ability to have self-control yeah. you know not allowing your emotions to take over you mm-hmm. not not having the mindset that anytime i'm feeling the type of way i must be satisfied right now right mm-hmm. here because the truth is that may not happen when you're when you're married do you understand so i feel like that whole we're not having sex but we're doing other things you stop fooling yourself I, am i being harsh maybe i'm being a bit too no harsh. no i'm being harsh being true, but please. i feel like you have to be real with yourself like, oh, yeah. you have you have to be very honest with yourself and it's good that you're praying together but i'm i'm questioning what is your motive behind the prayer together is it just something to say that, okay we're having a godly relationship okay you go to the same church but like id said accountability you cannot be doing stuff like that and no one is aware and personally this is why i'm presuming that they're in love let's just say they're in love and i think this is why before you even start liking somebody or whatever you need to speak to someone and get advice because love can blind you mm. in lust should i say blind this girl (laughs) it can actually blind you so you're not even seeing i know that if this girl probably wasn't in this relationship she would give the same advice i'm giving to somebody Mm -hmm. i'm I'm giving now to somebody else but because she's in the mess it's hard for her to see how can you feel comfortable like praying and doing all these spiritual activities but you're actively living in sin i'm not here to judge but think about it because even god says that um okay i'm gonna paraphrase but you see how it says that lukewarm christians that god will spit you out mm. like um, mm-hmm. um like he, you make him sick he's like yes. you're not hot mm-hmm. or cold is is a bit like that is like make up your mind you know yeah that's what i have to say like just don't be around the bush and just be honest with yourself that what you're doing is wrong but you like it mm. yes you mm-hmm. like what you're doing and mm. and, I, and i'm not surprised you know it seems fun but and even um at the same time, respect yourself, respect God, honor God, and do the right thing. Yeah. Even to add on to what you said, Lindsay, in addition to that, if he respects you and you respect him, you will not put each other in a situation where you're compromising on your commitment and your promises to God. Yeah. And your 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 dedication to obeying and following what his word says and living a godly Christian lifestyle. You wouldn't put yourselves in that situation. And I feel like being celibate or not ha- engaging in sexual activities before you get married is that, like like you said, Lindsay, it's, it's a sign of respect to each other. Yes. Like, I respect the commitment you have with God and you respect the commitment I have with God. And therefore, you're not going to put me in a situation where I feel vulnerable. Or I'm compromising. Exactly. Or I'm going to compromise on the, the promise or on what I know we have, you're not going to compromise on that. And I feel like, for me, that in itself is a sign of whether that person genuinely loves you or whether that person is genuinely ready to commit to you. Because that you mentioned, Lindsay, when you get married, if you don't have that self-discipline before, when you get married, what makes you think that the discipline is going to come out? It's not going to. It's not. The thing about marriage, like, it amplifies who you are. It doesn't it doesn't really change much obviously 
after you get married, things happen and, and you change in that sense. But if you were someone who lacked discipline before, marriage is not going to solve your problem. At all. If you had issues with other females on committing to one person before marriage, marriage is not going to save you. If you have lust issues, marriage is the worst thing you can do because you're not just going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt but your partner and the partner. children. And mm. you're not going to raise, God forbid, but you know, bitterness can now come in and all of it is just going to be messy mm. so these are areas that especially that particular area is an area that i would recommend everybody stay away from before marriage even like my people that i look up to like leaders and like my pastor they all you know did this like they stayed away from sexual immorality all this stuff mm. they them, right? yeah. even holding hands they won't do hugging they won't do kissing they won't do i'm not telling anyone to not do anything that's your business but i'm giving an example of people real life people in my life that i look up to if they're able to do it why can't you it's not mm-hmm. hard it's not impossible it's not impossible like and it's not in our, our nature of course but it's god that strengthens us it's our relationship with god that mm. will help us overcome those temptations so yeah man yeah thank you for having our um our sister um you guys touched a lot on the obviously the sexual immorality etc what i have to say to you sis is that if you're learning to bite well then you might as well go the full way in it <laughs> <laughs> why not you're learning to nibble 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 you yeah, don't respect you, you know, he does not respect you at all is if he was in the world and he didn't know any better unless he's not really brought up christian in his in his background you know it's how can you not have you know the way to show that you've won or that you're a man is to sleep with a woman Mm. this guy attends the same church as you you guys are both christians obviously you know that is wrong to fornicate which is why you haven't gone the full way which is to have sex with this man or this guy so why do you feel like you have to allow him to nibble exactly he hasn't yeah. even committed anything committed or paid any price yeah. exactly a guy that Feel loves that. you even my pastor says a guy that really loves you he will respect you he will not touch you are you understand yeah. this guy showing mm-hmm. that he doesn't love you for the breast you have or the whatever or you know how sexy you are he loves you because he sees christ in you he loves you mm. of you and he's ready to commit to you without having to have had any sex sort of um, form of sexual um contact with you that's when you know a guy truly loves you that's mm. when you know a guy is truly ready to commit to you so mm. what i don't understand is there's no point of go on go, go and do the thing yeah <laughs> because if you think about it when things get hard or you go through rocky times in the marriage or you're believing god or whatever whatever it's not sex that's gonna get you through the problem exactly oh my gosh tell them again he's not saying it's not, not gonna, it's not going to get you through. And then <laughs> even in addition, even just looking at the whole scenario as a whole, I feel like a lot of the things you're saying is kind of like, like, okay, I go to the club, but I feel comfortable to go to church on Sunday the next day. And I don't drink too much. I just drink a little bit. Or like, um, oh, we don't go the whole way, but we just do a little bit. It's like you have a pig that's rolled in in, in mud and then you're mm. putting a bow on it to make it look like <laughs> you're trying to justify it. Hmm. That's, that's kind of what it is. It's like you're trying, you, you know, you, you know mm-hmm. that ah, where I'm at is not really, it's not making sense. But let me just add a couple gems so it looks nice and it's not exactly. too bad. But at the same time, you're just compromising. You're just, you're not giving yourself holy 
mm. the crime. Wow. Yeah, that's what I would have to say. If you're not in, then be out. If you're not out, then be in. Don't be lukewarm. You're doing lukewarm things. You're really doing. You're doing some real lukewarm things right now. And it won't benefit you at all. At all. And it's not, you know, your Christian testimony. You don't want to spoil it. Yes. And, um, yeah, I really like that. The fact that, um, Addy, you touched a bit on the Saturday night clubbing. If you were preaching on the road, the gospel, and the same guy you were preaching oh to, my the same God. guy you were preaching to, <laughs> saw you at the club, rocking your back to Vibes Cartel. Embarrassing. Hey, that person, I promise you, will look like you look at you like you're a joke, man. I swear mm-hmm. to you. I, I, I know friends like that that's happened to you. They'll yes. be like, wait, I swear you were evangelizing, but oh, where's your where's your your your, your leaflets? Where's your um your your songs? Are you here to are you here to are you at the club to evangelize? That is embarrassing. Hey, embarrassing. That is very embarrassing. For those that are really on this Christian thing and this God thing that believe in spreading the gospel. Those real people will not find themselves in the club because they know that that person they preach the gospel to will see them in the club rocking back to Vibes Cartel and they're going to like a joke, man. And that person will not take anything that they said seriously. So it's going to jeopardise the work of God. And so it's not wrong for that either. Like, you can't be, oh, um, um, oh, why are you judging me? It's not that they're judging you, judge- but it's like, you're telling me to come out of where I am just for you to go back. Like, yeah, mm. that's the thing. And sorry, I'm kind of going off, but this is the thing about evangelism is more than just stepping out. Like, you need to live it in your lifestyle yeah. as well. Because if you're too familiar or you're doing the same rubbish they're doing, what's different? One person exactly. believes, one person doesn't. Okay, but we're still having fun in the same place. That's wrong. Mm. That's wrong. But, anyways, to go back to what you guys are saying. But, um, yeah, I think we're touching it. I hope our sis got whoever's listening that's even going through a certain particular situation or any, you know, you might see a Christian sister that you're trying to help, you know, maybe send them for dead news podcast and or maybe you can get some things from what we've said from others' experiences or our experiences mm. to help that person. But um don't be one foot in and one foot don't be lukewarm. Be mm-hmm. in it. If you're in it, be in it one hundred percent in your lifestyle, in your relationships, etc. Um, but I think this actually ends the podcast it's been a long one yeah um yeah it's definitely been a long one um thank you again ib and Lindsay, for joining me today thank you for having us thank you it was a pleasure i got so much you know a lot of good things from both of you and i believe that somebody's listening and they've definitely got some some advice um but i hope you guys enjoyed this discussion yeah and we will see you on the next one. I'll do an Instagram poll, whatever, just to see what the next episode um should be on. But by God's grace, I will have somebody with me, or maybe on that next one. Maybe not. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. But, we'll, see. <laughs> but uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.